0: Comment. This is Julia
1: and this is Shane, who misses Think Plant Based. Think Plant Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com.
0: And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes.
1: Write us a review. Give us Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars, anyways, right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found.
0: You think it's sometimes quite confusing. What's the healthiest way to be plant based? Definitely. You hear
1: uh, research that says eat more meat, then you read a research that says don't eat any meat, then you read research that cheese is back, butter is back. Right. And after 10
0: years, you're going to feel like being plant based doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Joe Joe Rogan thinks that plant-based doesn't work. But good thing our guests can clarify some things for us. Dr. Matthew Negra, how's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good.
0: pretty good. So we
1: finally got someone who can clarify things, because I'm not an expert by any means. (laughs)
0: Right, but there's so much confusion out there, even more and more, you know, like we see veganism is growing more and more, but there's still more confusion now happening.
2: Yep, all the time. Misinformation everywhere. Yeah, right? Yeah.
1: So, tell listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do.
2: So, um, I've been vegan for just about nine years now. I'm a naturopathic doctor, so I work with people um, mostly on lifestyle intervention, diet, exercise, and all that to treat a lot of their chronic diseases or whatever it is that they have going on. And uh, here in British Columbia, we're actually considered primary care physicians. So we pretty much see and treat all the same stuff as a family doctor. Um, and while we do have the ability to prescribe medications as well, we like to use other modes of treatment um, as well.
1: That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. that's the, Those are the doctors I want to go to, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: You get all
1: these pills, and that's the first thing. Oh, yeah, you need a prescription.
0: And you feel comfortable with, you can actually say, yeah, I'm vegan, you know, and you don't have to worry well, like, now hearing from the doctor you should have more like animal protein in your diet
2: yeah well actually what I always tell people is when they're given recommendations like that Just ask them why. Have them explain to you why they want you to do that and why it's going to help because that's where people get stuck. A lot of the the nutrition information that you get handed, even from healthcare professionals, is really just personal opinion. It's not really based on on the research a lot of the time. So so that's just the the most powerful thing you can say yourself is just why and ask them to explain why.
1: That's great. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great uh, advice for people going to their doctors. Ask questions. Why, why yeah. is this like why yeah. do I and have you're
2: to do and you're always in control the the patient yeah. is always in charge in any kind of a medical um setting just uh oftentimes you trust the doctor's judgment rightfully so because they've you know gone to school um I mean I've gone to school for eight years to do what I do, uh but I also don't want people just to take my my judgment at face value. I want them to ask questions, I want them to ask for resources if if they want to see them and and they can make the decisions for themselves,
1: yeah. Um, So what's an easy way to stick to a plant-based eating when you have such a crazy busy life?
2: Being a naturopathic Um, doctor, patient to patient.
0: Exactly. How do you even have time to eat?
2: (laughs) It's funny. uh, Before starting my new practice just a couple uh, months ago, I was way more uh, schedule-oriented in that I I had the same kind of breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. I'd eat them around the same times. Um, But now with my schedule all over the place, like Mondays I'm working late, Tuesday mornings I'm, I'm in there super early. Um, so I just eat very simply. I don't do a lot of the fancy stuff. My breakfast is just oatmeal with berries and I'll throw Delicious. some like flax seeds in and it's just yeah. a really simple meal. My yeah. lunch is just, you know, a quick bowl I throw together. If I'm really in a rush, sometimes I'll, I'll get this like quinoa bowl that from this place across the street from my clinic. And then for dinner, it's just really giant salads. I, I throw in some greens, uh, broccoli, bunch of sweet potatoes and uh, beans or tofu for all the calories. And then, um, I'll just make my own quick little avocado based sauce or maybe a lemon tahini kind of dressing, but I just eat super, super simply. Uh, I I think, uh, people often believe that, you know, plant-based diet is super complicated and takes forever to prepare. And really that's only if you're doing the super fancy stuff. Uh, If Mm. you're, if you're eating just super easy, whole foods, plant-based meals, they tend to be pretty quick.
0: That's true right so how do you have time to prepare all these meals do you do prep work you know in the evening before the, the next day or
2: I'm the worst for for prep like that like so next um, time again like like I said I, I, I eat super simple so if for example Mondays I'm going in late I start at 2:30 I end at about 8:45 um, in the morning I'll have my breakfast I'll have my lunch and then I'll make something for dinner and take it to go like I just do a day of yeah. Uh, might might have some leftovers to to use on the the Tuesday for lunch because that's the only meal I'll really need at the clinic, and then again I'll make dinner that night and, and I'll use the leftovers for Wednesday. So I'm not somebody that does the whole week long uh, batch cooking type okay, thing that a lot, a lot of people nice. do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think I definitely should do that, but uh, I just tend to do it day before day of. Um, with my schedule, it works totally fine
1: right whatever works for you right yeah exactly everyone's Mm going to be different some people need a big gourmet they have the time to do it and enjoy it so like
0: we like to soak our beans you know and then we cook a bunch of them you know in a big pot and then we put them in a container and then we freeze them we freeze a bunch of containers and we
1: bring them out in the fridge and just make sure we always have some type of legume uh from the freezer into their fridge so we can always eat some on the go
0: my, yeah, that truly. really
1: helps Yeah. or like quinoa we'll make a big batch put it in the fridge and you know and it lasts, lasts for a like couple of days four,
0: almost a well yeah
1: yeah you can get about two or three days out of <laughs> it before it starts maybe going a little bit <laughs> old <laughs> yeah, and not as fresh
2: it, Yeah. <laughs> and like, especially uh, in, investing in something like say an instant pot or whatever just makes life so easy when it comes to that like the batch cooking beans or, or grains or whatever takes no time you don't have to do anything it's just you stick it in there it yeah. all just gets done for you.
1: What's your take on the Instapot for like health wise as like cooking food?
2: Oh, it's one of the best ways to cook food is to it maintain really? nutrition. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Uh, so it- no. It has to do with uh, the short cooking time more than anything, right. because you, you just you cook, while temperatures might be higher. Same with the microwave, actually temperatures will reach such higher temperatures, but it's for a short period of time, so you actually um, maintain a lot more nutrition that way mm-hmm. than you than you would otherwise.
1: Well, we better get an instant pot then. <laughs> yeah, we? I was
2: always actually, worried
1: about things, you know, like when things are quicker to cook. I'm always lenient about health wise to go and maybe go on that trend because we know we've seen like the microwaves and the yeah and the things like that. So it's just you know waiting so until the research is out
2: <laughs> yeah no I, I would recommend uh, if you know of nutritionfacts.org with Dr. Michael Greger yeah. Um, yeah he actually put out some videos on pressure cookers and so you can watch oh, okay. those And he he looks at all the research on pressure cookers and how it affects nutrition and it's definitely one of the best ways to cook your food
1: that's great yes. in this day and age we need you know quicker beans yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah well, you yeah. still want to eat healthy but it needs to be quick right that's the key. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So what should a healthy vegan lifestyle definitely include? Because it's yeah. more like a lifestyle too, not just a diet, right?
2: I mean, well, st- talking about the diet first, you just want to make sure you're getting all the different whole plant foods in your diet on a regular basis. So that's your fruits, your vegetables, your legumes, whether that be beans or chickpeas or, or tofu or lentils, uh, and then your some of your nuts and seeds. And, um, and yeah, really emphasize the, the dark leafy greens. So that, that's really it. It's super simple. People often want to complicate it. It's not that complicated. Just make sure you're eating a variety of these healthy foods and make sure you're eating enough of them because there are so few calories in plant foods compared to animal-based foods or processed foods for that matter. Um, and mm-hmm. then outside of that, of course, exercise is super important, exercising every day. Uh, surprisingly, we often hear recommendations of like, say, 20 to 30 minutes of exercise per day. Well, for for vigorous activity, what's optimal is probably more like 40 minutes. And for light activity, like um, brisk walking, for example, it's more like 90 minutes a day. So Mm. even our recommendations aren't quite where they should be. But just making sure you're doing at least something every day is going to go a long way. And then there's stress management as well, whether that Mm -hmm. be through meditation, yoga, or people have their own ways of doing it. Exercise itself could be a mode of stress management. So um, those are really the main areas I would try to hit. That's really good. good points. Do
1: you suggest supplementation of any kind to go along with the vegan diet?
2: Yeah, I think vitamin B12 is super important for anybody on a plant-based diet. Uh, given that we live up in British Columbia, definitely vitamin D is really important for most of the year because our uh, we don't get that much sunshine, and even when we do, it isn't super powerful. Um, and then one that is maybe a little more controversial is an algal oil, so like an omega-3 supplement that's sourced from algae instead of fish. Uh, but the research on it is pretty mixed, whether it helps or not. So um, that's that's more up to the individual. I definitely think during pregnancy and lactation it's really important for the developing brain of the uh, infant or fetus during pregnancy, and then um, for later life, it tends to reduce risk of of things like Alzheimer's. Um, so that might be a good idea as well. Mm.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Right. So you actually said D throughout the year in British Columbia.
2: I would say throughout the the, the, there's a there's maybe a few months you can get away with if you're out in the sun regularly, um, exposing a lot of your skin. But for most of the year, because the issue isn't just that we need sunshine, we need hot sunshine to produce vitamin D in our skin. So we're only getting hot sunshine here, maybe you know May through July or or June through through August, you know somewhere in that range. Um, uh, The rest of the year, we just aren't. Even if it's sunny out, we're just not getting that hot sun that's going to help produce vitamin D.
1: Especially in mm-hmm. Vancouver, where the rain yeah. factor is like 4 yeah, to yeah, 1. The is,
0: yeah. yeah, I've
1: Definitely. actually noticed a big difference. I used to not supplement, I mean, here and there with some vitamin D. And the last couple of years, I've been really focusing, okay, when it's like September, October, start supplementing it. And I've actually noticed a big difference yeah, me in, too. in how I feel during the winter months. It's, right. it's quite it's amazing. Good. Yeah,
2: yeah for sure
0: i I mean i've been vegan now for almost 20 years and most of the time i didn't even supplement uh, with vitamin d i mean i grew up in germany so it's a bit different there but i don't know it wasn't really too much like the topic you know like when i heard
1: yeah it's it's so subtle like the differences like i don't have like this crazy burst more of energy but i feel less sluggish i feel and like My brain's a little more. Yeah, I'm not as sleepy. When I wake up, I don't feel as like groggy, and it just helps. I think it helps with my circadian rhythm and just kind of you know keep my hormones in check.
0: Right. And can you recommend like a vitamin D3 because not all of them are vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: um, It really depends. There, there are a bunch of different companies. Like I, I have one from AOR, which is is a company uh, that I use at my clinic. There's. uh, there's a bunch of ones that you can get if you go to, say, Whole Foods or Choices. You just look up the vitamin D section of the supplement aisle and they'll say on them vegan. If it says vegan, they're vegan. If it doesn't say vegan, most of the time they aren't. But um, right. I wouldn't be too concerned about a particular brand, to be honest. I don't okay. think it really matters. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's good. So there's a lot in the media now like talking about like why actually vegans fail like what do you think yeah they don't have
1: enough collagen yeah they say (laughs) Oh,
0: i started feeling better when i ate meat or eggs and stuff like that
2: yeah so most of those concerns come from people who are having gut issues and so when you've got say ibs or sibo or something where your just gut isn't functioning properly you've maybe got some damage to your gut lining and you eat a bunch of fiber the fiber is going to irritate it further Mm-hmm. The fiber itself isn't the cause. You know, it's not like the whole plant foods cause the issue, but they're letting you know that it's there when you when you eat those foods. Right. So um what my kind of theory behind that is is when someone goes to eating something like eggs or fish where there's no fiber. They're finally absorbing a lot of that nutrition. They're finally getting some of the, the fat and the calories from the food. Um, and uh, of course, without the fiber, it's not going to aggravate the gut either. And then they feel better when they're eating not more fibrous foods and they can't properly break it down. And they've got some damage to their gut lining. Then they're going to have symptoms and probably not absorb all that much. And that's what's going to lead to just feeling worse. But the problem is it's a Band-Aid solution to go with the eggs or the fish or whatever in that case instead. And there's a really great program now from Dr. Angie Sadeghi, who's a plant-based uh, gastroenterologist. It's called Your Gut Connection. So if you're someone who's struggling with gut health, you can go to yourgutconnection.com and read up on the program. And it goes through six phases of just uh, starting off eliminating any kind of aggravating foods, just going down to very simple, like, starchy uh, vegetables, well-cooked, starchy vegetables, starchy fruits, um, cooking your vegetables, just things to make it super easy to digest. And then each phase, which lasts about two weeks per, um, you build up slightly more, um, of the tougher foods to digest until you get into like the fermented foods at the end. And, uh, it, they seem to be getting really good results with it. And so it's definitely something I'd recommend.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people underestimate the gut and like what it, it does for the body like the brain gut connection definitely yeah, it's like, huge yeah but it's I also
0: speak. important to know the root cause you know why why do you have these bacterias can you give like some um guidelines for people like what are usually the causes to get like the indigestion and stuff like that
2: oh there, there's so many yeah. so uh, you just ta- you just talked about the gut brain connection well even things like anxiety or other mental health issues can Cause poorer digestion. Mm. There's also um, if you eat a lot of red meat or eggs with all the choline and carnitine, they help foster bacteria that's actually harmful to us and produce harmful um, metabolites. So, mm. uh, if you actually take the there's this molecule that's produced by our gut when they're subjected to carnitine or choline called TMAO, which is or it's called TMA and then it goes to your liver and gets converted to TMAO, and that is, it promotes atherosclerosis, uh, prostate cancer it's very oxidative and inflammatory, but the crazy thing is if you feed those same things to vegans, vegans don't produce it and that's because the vegans don't have the bacteria in place to to break it down and so it's, it's just more um, if you're eating those types of foods for your whole life and you switch to a plant-based diet all of a sudden it, it's not necessarily that the uh, plant-based diets causing this issues you've been eating those things your whole life and, and that's the bacterial environment you've created inside your gut. So um, it's it just it shouldn't be, or, or the the plant foods itself shouldn't be targeted as, as the cause of these issues. It's just it's letting you know that there's an issue there, and they were caused from these previous things you were doing. Mind you, processed foods terrible as well. No right. fiber in that. Yeah. Tons of sugar yeah. <laughs> feeding all the all the crappy bacteria. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just so many different reasons. Individual food sensitivities can cause issues with gut as well that's something that's going to be super individual though. It's not like I can point at any particular food. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's tons of, when it comes to gut health, it's so complicated. And, uh, we still yeah, there, 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 don't even know, right? Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Just so to get a bit
0: of an know. idea, right? We but,
1: just okay, so to so scratch I, surface, I, right? I, mm-hmm.
2: I, I saw Dr. Sadegi, uh, speak at the Plantation Conference in September and she had, I don't even know how many slides on the possible causes of SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it's, it's fairly common now. It's one of the causes of uh, irritable bowel syndrome type symptoms. Right. And mm-hmm. it was just, I I don't probably like 50 potential causes or something. It was just a massive, massive list. And wow. so, yeah, there are so many different things that can do it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned stress because it's really,
1: it could be even your
0: environment, yeah. right? Like, exactly.
2: you know, if there's
1: a plant beside you and there's, you know, a different environment, it could, Cause your ecosystem in your stomach and everywhere to go all out of tune. So right. we're complicated beings, that's for sure. Yeah. We There's are not one size and, and, everything,
2: and, and like we're it. more bacteria than we are human. So that's something to keep in mind too. That's true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're more more, more bacterial point. cells in and on us than, than we have human right. cells. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> tell
0: the listeners that used to be like vegan or like plant based. You know, they can always come back. You know, it's not like now they start eating meat sure. and they feel better, but they kind of. Deep inside, in their heart, they feel like, wow, I'm actually still connected to the vegan lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. they can always come
2: back. But yeah, then and I don't I don't blame any of them either. Uh, yeah. like, often they get a lot of hate online, and I've seen a lot right. of that happening. But it's, it's not their fault. It's a failure of the healthcare system, really, because we aren't taught how to deal with people who are plant-based or vegan. It, it, always, uh, people are being recommended non-vegan treatment options because the healthcare provider doesn't know how to work with someone within a vegan framework. Now that right. that's actually worked out pretty well for me uh, starting my practice cuz I'm getting all the all the people who are just tired of getting those recommendations from their past mm. healthcare providers. And in most cases I find that these people who are say ex-vegans or whatever you want to call them, they are or they tried a lot of things before going to those measures. They tried everything. They tried all the recommendations that were given to them and nothing worked. And um, it's because nobody was probably able to address the cause and, and find the true cause. And then they start giving these other recommendations that really aren't backed by research. Like, I'm not sure of any research stating that eggs or fish improve digestive health. Um, <laughs> well, I guess Joe Rogan <laughs> I mean, yeah, says so. Yeah, so mean, it yeah. must be true. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> right? That's a just, tricky thing. I just made a whole thing. post about his uh, whole Game Changers thing. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you did because there's so much confusion out there and I feel some people just like think, oh, well, Joe Rogan's a great guy. He has all these great guests on, their sh- on his show. But mm-hmm. that's pretty dangerous to trust someone that is not even a doctor or anything, you know, no scientific background, really. Or re-
1: or a research, like a, yeah. like and, uh, a published well, actually, researcher, right?
2: In his case, he's actually admitted to not knowing that much. I remember when he had Kevin Smith <laughs> on his uh, program who had a heart attack. Um, he's a famous Hollywood director, if, if people don't know. He had a heart attack, I think maybe a year or a year and a half ago, something like that. And then he actually went vegan afterwards and his health has greatly improved. And then uh, Joe Rogan's talking to him about all this and and both of them just just straight up say, we're both just two idiots. We don't know anything. We're just you know, they're they're just talking about their experiences and stuff, which is fair enough. You can. But but uh, when he starts talking about it as if it's scientific fact or whatever. That's when I have an issue. Yeah. Right. Uh, because he's just not familiar with, the, with yeah. the actual literature. I feel
1: like you get a lot of that on YouTube. Like people look for information on YouTube and they're mm-hmm. like, well, this person had this, so I'm going to self-diagnose <laughs> or this and that, this worked." I feel like we get a lot of misinformation from YouTube. And oh, I it's not the YouTube. Uh, lot, Doctor Google too. Yeah, <laughs> Every, <Dr>. Go- <laughs> right, because we, we call <laughs> we call, it, we call it
2: Dr. Google because everyone a just Google their
1: symptoms. Yeah, I got yeah. a stomach ache and it's like you're dying. And you're yeah, you're like, Whoa, yeah, it's, like holy. it's like stomach
2: ache. Yeah, you look up, uh, up stomach pain, it's like stomach cancer. You look up <laughs> headache, it's brain cancer. You right. look up you know what whatever you look up, it's cancer all of a sudden. Right. And, and, yeah, and, uh, and Google is really based
1: strange. on you know how it's not based on the most truest information. It's based on who's clicked on it the most and the most yeah most favorable amount of time someone has looked at a website
2: definitely yeah. so
1: you think you're getting this quality of information but really it's just whatever they have boosted up on, yeah. on the google ranking system yeah, right. but,
2: but then in there too there are gems like there are sure. there are some really great online resources too obviously nutrition facts are already mentioned there's some great youtube channels but just of course they get mixed in with all the other stuff too yeah, yeah it's exactly. getting really
1: hard to find and weed through all the mud to get you know What you're looking for through the internet these days?
0: There is, and but I mean, Joe Rogan really cares about vegans in a way, you know. I mean, (laughs) bad publicity is good publicity for us.
1: Every podcast that Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. had for the last little while,
2: right? He talks about it more than vegans. Yeah, Yeah. we're
1: like, dude, why you keep talking about it? Then and then, like, (laughs) it's it's weird, but hey, at least people are talking about it, right? So
0: yeah, we're getting out there.
1: Yeah. So what's your thoughts on, uh, we're going to switch to diets. What about like a keto diet, (laughs) plant-based or not like a high fat, um,
0: depends what for. So,
2: so if it's, uh, I mean, there are certain types of epilepsy that's been shown to be effective, especially if, if, uh, the drugs are not tolerable or if they're suffering from side effects. And in a case like that, the benefits certainly outweigh the risks, right? Right. The benefit of not having seizures is going to outweigh most risks you can possibly have. Yeah. Um, but then that option gets extrapolated to, Oh, it's good for seizures. Therefore it's, it's good for brain health. And you know, it, it's, it's so ridiculous. Like Dr. Michael Greger does a great an, an, um, analogy. He's like, well, you know, what else is good for seizures, brain surgery. So why don't we all just get that? You know, it, it's, it, there are obvious risks and, and, uh, reasons for not doing it. Now, obviously it's big in the weight loss world now, Right. but even yeah. with, with that, it's primarily, uh, water weight that we're losing really fast. And during the initial period, we actually might lose more, uh, muscle, lean body mass, fat, fat loss actually seems to slow down when compared to a higher carbohydrate diet. Um, so there, there are issues there. They've actually done research on CrossFit athletes who are on the ketogenic diet and their quad muscles actually shrink (laughs) because <laughs> they're losing muscle, so they yeah so so there there's all these claims that are being made about it, but like and, and we have controlled feeding experiments or sorry, not controlled feeding experiments uh metabolic ward trials where you just you test it. you have these people in the room, you test everything, you test um uh, you know their their weight loss their fat loss muscle loss uh or gain, and all of those measurements and like I was saying again, fat loss slows the um the muscle loss actually speeds up, and the higher carb approach seems to be better. But if somebody really wants to do keto, I think the plant-based keto is a far better option. A, you can consume way more fiber, which is going to be super important. And um, I know uh, it's not really a scientifically validated study, but, but Dr. Danielle Bilardo, who has a podcast as well, she actually did a little trial with her own health and actually measured her lipid levels before and after. And she actually didn't have any changes in, in measurements like cholesterol, triglycerides, and all these other things that I would have expected to change. So um, there's, there's potential there. It's just not something that's been really studied that much.
0: Right. right. It's not suitable for everyone.
1: Yeah. and I, I feel like people equate <clears throat> being skinny or being in shape to health. And I think mm-hmm. that we need to stop talking like, okay, well, you lost weight. Great. Like, are you healthy? Oh, yeah, yeah because I'm skinny. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That has But really even then, what are they losing? Yeah. They're
2: losing more of their muscle. That's yeah. the problem, right? right? On the scale, it looks good. But what's actually <laughs> happening isn't all that good. Except well, because you're probably shocking too, right? your
1: body putting in like a fight or flight, right? Because you're, you're starving it of glucose, right? For your, your brain, brain, especially. Is that correct?
2: Like, um, that I mean, uh, that could be a part of it. Well, one of the main arguments for the whole keto diet is that you put your body into this fat burning state, which is true, right? When you, when sure. you're breaking fats down into ketones, you are breaking fats down. The issue is you're consuming so much fat. So all of a sudden they think that this fat's coming from all your body stores and everything. It's like, well, you're packing in so much more fat <laughs> that even if you're increasing your, your fat burning capabilities, you're still putting in purely fat. And so that's, like, just a, a major issue or flaw with the logic on that, too. Yeah. Right.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, so I, I watched a Netflix documentary about keto, and, and they were talking Magical? about... uh Yeah, that was what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Because, yeah. you know, you, you can't just run, you know, I don't want to yeah. watch it. I don't want to know all the information. Like, I I was curious, like, why are people yeah. so stuck on it? And, yeah, it looked good for people with seizures, but... They're trying to sell it as this magic pill. Well,
0: what was it called actually? Oh, magic. So, okay. pill. No, but it's also yeah. called Atkins, right? It's oh, yeah. It's just it's just another yeah.
1: word. They've been regurgitating the same diet with a different name for like twenty years, thirty years, like. <sighs>
0: and you know? yeah,
2: with the, so with the magic pill. Uh, there was very little science presented in that whole movie. I watched it. I watched <laughs> it with a friend of mine, yeah. and I just kept getting triggered. I was like watching it. And I was just getting so triggered watching it because they're making all these claims, and there was like no science to back it up. Now, if you go watch the Game Changers or something, they've got references in the bottom left corner of like every point they're making, um, and they yeah, uh, the study showing up on the screen as well. And yeah, the the whole Magic Pill documentary was based on one family's anecdotes. That was right. basically it. Right. It was one family's anecdotes on a child who had a terrible terrible diet terrible like um you know processed food junk food diet that's high in sugar and stuff which nobody's saying is healthy um onto a uh, keto diet which you know included some more vegetables and stuff as well it's going to be an improvement regardless yeah. but yeah i just i couldn't believe <laughs> how how much traction that thing got and how it was i saw it all over social media and everything when it was based on on very little there there was hardly any science actually presented.
1: Yeah. It was I don't know I just remember watching it and then they were just like like it says the magic pill for every anything you got eczema mm-hmm. go on keto and He's like yeah. you got cancer go on keto And it's like huh yeah. like
2: oh let's talk about cancer for a second yeah. so the, they they because the well, one of the reasons for for the whole uh, keto thing too is they want to um, they want to starve your cancer cells of sugar which makes sense right. and there yeah. are there are actually some trials with certain forms of brain cancer where they put people on a ketogenic yeah. diet Along with chemo, and it actually seems to make the chemo more effective so that 's great. The issue is people will apply that to cancer period, and what they leave out is that ketogenic diets actually promote other forms of cancer so certain cancers feed on ketones like breast cancer, for example. I believe like some type of uh, types of skin cancer also feed on ketones, so it can actually make other cancers worse, but because there 's this little bit of research out there for one particular type of cancer, they apply it to all cancers and then, then they're putting people on a diet that's actually going to make their condition worse.
1: Right. Yeah, I feel like they do that a lot. Like there's only a little bit of research that says mm-hmm. something and then, oh, I can make money off of that and yeah, you know, totally, sell them right? the, the magic pill or the dream that they're looking for.
0: But then when people get off um, the keto diet, then they, their body shape becomes the same after
2: a while. Yeah, no. So well, I mean, that, that, that'll go for carbs, yeah. <laughs> that, that'll go for just about any kind of diet, though. You you, you go out. That's why we want to make long term sustainable lifestyle changes instead of just just a, a temporary diet.
0: But they show off like the keto work. The keto diet works, <laughs> but then it's like okay, once you <laughs> off, clever and, marketing. Yeah, clever marketing. Totally. <laughs> yeah. What I noticed is though, like uh, talking about Joe Rogan again. Sorry. Oh, he was like saying like um <laughs> he can't believe like m- like meat causes like diabetes. What's yep. your thought about
2: that? It, it, it just does. Like, I don't, I don't know what else you offer. The, the research is very clear on that, that the more, <laughs> the more, uh, the more saturated fat you consume, the higher rates of, of diabetes. We, we have um, studies, it's called, uh, they use a the euglycemic clamp. So what they do is they maintain a absolute constant blood sugar. And maintaining a constant blood sugar and, and infusing them with fat causes insulin resistance, causes diabetes in a matter of hours. Um, so we literally know that we can turn somebody diabetic by injecting them with fat. We know that for sure. Um, diet wise, you can do very similar types of studies, but done over and over. And then Dr. Neil Bernard did a 74 week randomized controlled trial where he had two groups, one group doing the low carb American diabetes association recommended diet. So it wasn't even just a random low carb diet. It was like literally the diabetes recommendations versus a low-fat vegan diet. The low-fat vegan diet resulted in greater uh, reductions in blood sugar, greater reductions in hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker of blood sugar control, also lowered cholesterol more, um, lowered other lipid markers more. It, It ended up being better across the board. And the most important thing was people's adherence to the program and their evaluations of how accessible it was and how easy it was to do was similar amongst both groups. So I always hear the argument that, oh, nobody's going to do the whole whole foods, plant-based thing because it's too hard. Well, apparently they were just as willing to do it and thought it was just as easy as doing the low-carb approach. Mm-hmm. So that's not an excuse anymore either.
0: Yeah, yeah right. right. So plant-based fats are okay to eat, like even if it's sometimes high? like There's uh, not so, the risk really? Like I mean, it's,
2: that's it's such a debatable topic. I, I personally think that for the average healthy person doing whole plant fat so your avocados your nuts seeds those types of foods totally fine mm-hmm. uh, in whatever amounts but for somebody with diabetes or for somebody with heart disease right now the research that we have shows a low-fat diet works right. so until we have other data which we just don't um that's probably the way to go and that's the safest way to go because we know for sure it works
0: right Right. Yeah. I've noticed like a lot of people, not a lot, but some people in social media are now showing off (laughs) with the carnivore diet. Like,
2: how is that even
0: sustainable? You know, like they just want to show off or what's that all about?
2: Oh, I have no idea. It's it's just new. And it's something that we don't have research on, which is is always the argument I get. Is if I talk about how we know that, you know, eating more animal products is, is worse for us. They'll argue the quality of the meats, and then they'll say, "Well, we don't have research on people doing full carnivore." And so, what they're what they're saying is that they think all the mountains of research we have showing that more meat consumption, especially red meat, uh, leads to higher rates of uh, colorectal cancer, heart disease, or just overall mortality. They're saying that once you go from eating a lot of that to eating only that, all of a sudden there's going to be a change, (laughs) and (laughs) like to like a decrease. It's like we have these trends. We have these trends that are so linear. Like we know that it that it uh, increases risk. I, I just can't understand how they would possibly think that going a hundred percent into that realm would somehow reduce risk. It, it just makes zero sense to me. Um, uh, I mean, they're kind of doing a study right now, for, you know, by, by adopting <laughs> this and we're, we're going to see what happens. And I don't think it's going to be very good.
1: Well, blood, blood yeah. tests don't lie. And right. if you've yeah. ever yeah. seen some of those carnivore <laughs> diet people, Oh yeah. Blood Sean tests? Baker, yeah, yeah sean, sean baker, baker is,
2: is, is the big the big name one his blood tests are horrendous yeah, low I mean, testosterone yeah he was literally diabetic like and but then they just use excuses his yeah. excuse for testosterone was uh the fact that it's lower uh yeah well yeah he, he'll always talk about his deadlift yeah uh, but then <laughs> then uh, he talked about uh, testosterone being low as like oh, well, my testosterone's more, or my testosterone receptors or whatever are more sensitive. Therefore, I need yeah. less testosterone. Just like, you know, just really non-scientific answers like that to, to make excuses. Yeah. Totally. And they always
1: like try to pick apart uh, the science too. Like, oh, well, that was epidemiology and that can't yeah. be, you know, we throw all that out and then like <laughs> they bring in an epidemiology thing of something yeah, else yeah. to their
2: point. Oh, if, if we throw out epidemiology, then we can't, say that smoking causes cancer
1: right like we don't so, have
2: randomized controlled trials no. you know that was literally based on very consistent evidence from things like core yeah. trials epidemiology and all that
1: yeah yeah because i feel like hmm. with uh paleo people and chris Cresser, he tends oh, yeah. to like oh, find things. On he him. always talks <laughs> about cherry picking and then i do yeah. his research and he's cherry picking the same thing oh. but he's throwing out all the 90 like <laughs> Eighty percent, sixty, seventy percent of the science will say one way, and he chooses the other thirty right. and goes
2: with that. Well, did, did you uh, <laughs> did you happen to see my post on the game changers? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we did. so he 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 just misquoted stuff left and right. He was talking about yeah. how the the research on the seventh day Adventist didn't control for factors like they weight do. and and tobacco. When they clearly do, like I should just actually screenshot that and send it to him. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and then uh, he's talking about how the the Ornish, um, well, a he was calling the Ornish diet a vegan diet, which it wasn't. It included low fat dairy, so again, he's he's wrong. Um, and then uh, <laughs> and then he's talking about how the health benefits were because they were just adopting an overall healthier lifestyle, and which is okay, fair enough, that's a fair criticism. But yeah. then he doesn't even mention Esselstyn's research where it was just diet, nothing else. Um, it was just there's it's like to the point where it's dishonest or at least the scene's dishonest. Um, Mm. I, I, I give him enough credit that I think he's smart enough to know that research already and that he's looked at it already. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't. And okay. Give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I think he has, and I think he's, he's smart enough to know that. And that's just the issue. Like, I, I don't, I don't like when, when people are giving this kind of information that is harmful to people. And yeah. fearmongering that's what people, I think
0: too, and yeah. that's
1: millions of people that are going to hear yeah. that and be like, "Oh yeah, well he's a chiropractor that does research, so I better trust him."
0: Right, and he was <laughs> at Joe Rogan, so yeah, he has some credentials.
1: Yeah, well, it's just unfortunate that you know Joe Rogan's got sponsors in the meat industry. You can't really mm-hmm. like dumb them down, really, because I mean he's being paid by them, so.
0: Mm-hmm. well doesn't chris kresser sells animal products
1: well yeah well? he sells oh, collagen I don't know. Sell yeah, i'm he sure does. he sells so it all some yeah supplementation said I mean, that
0: in- include like, that's like, one thing contain animal products but i
1: don't think i've ever seen him publish or like be in the science like he'll read the science that he wants to read but he's yeah. not in the science like he's not doing his yeah. experiments
2: uh, the thing i don't i don't think he needs to i don't think yeah. that matters like look at dr michael gregor he doesn't do research he just analyzes it very well um, right. and I, I don't think you need to be the ones doing it it's actually really funny um i think it was robert lustig did some research on sugar and uh you know claimed that that carbohydrates are what cause uh weight gain and, and all these other issues and uh, garth davis essentially proved him wrong about his own research um with you know some some mistakes that were made or something so so just like having done it yourself doesn't even mean you're the expert on that topic because right. Garth Davis did a really good job. It was on the doctor's TV show, actually. Yeah, we saw oh, that one. yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so yeah.
0: annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I feel even Chris Kress is kind of bitter about when he was vegan, you know? He, he failed, yeah. but he didn't... You don't even know what he really ate. Like He um, said he
1: was a raw vegan. He said he did <laughs> supplement with B12. So right there, I already have issues on what he's claiming is the death of a... And I don't. He can't prove that we're not that vegans aren't getting nu- nutrients. Like he always says that we're nutritionally mm-hmm. deficient because we're not getting an abundance yeah. of of nutrients from the meat. By like, come on. We all know. We can look at chronometer. We can see what we're doing. There's oh we, there's, don't, we don't we don't even science. need chronometer. Yeah, we don't um, need. Chronometer. There's a there's a
2: there's a study done uh, just a few years back in Switzerland where they compared omnivores to vegetarians and vegans and the vegans weren't even really supplementing b12 they had low intakes of b12 they actually consumed more sugar than the other groups so these weren't particularly super healthy vegans or anything um or at least they weren't taking special care of their health like we would in the whole foods plant-based community but they were just better off nutrition wise than than mm-hmm. uh, the omnivores or the vegetarians in most categories um they didn't actually even have higher rates of b12 deficiency funny enough and and yeah all sorts of um then um, Chris, like the, Chris Kresser we, we have would say like that.
1: that's the uh, healthy user bias. <laughs> healthy user bias. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, can't be
2: true. Healthy yeah, user yeah, yeah. bias. Yeah, don't the, trust I, anything. Just you
1: could yeah. use that for anything inside the, the whole healthy so user
2: funny. bias. <laughs> the whole healthy user bias is what he uses to discount. Again, like I said, the Adventist research when yeah. they control for those factors, know, and they are li- they are literally comparing the healthiest vegans in the world to the healthiest meat eaters in the world. Right. That's right. literally the comparison yeah. they're giving. And uh, yeah, it just drives me nuts. Yeah, because they too. always uh, say the
1: healthy user buys. I'm like, no, look at the research. They're <laughs> yeah. counting for smoking, drinking lifestyles. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. We have a whole <laughs> podcast about <laughs> Chris Kresser, <laughs> Joe you Rogan. No, you we, have a whole episode? We, we could. Oh, yeah, I was we saying could, yeah. we could call you and we'll have a whole episode about it because you can talk for hours about it. It's, yeah. It gets ridiculous. That's it's, what
0: happens. But I feel there's a war now, you know, with like some meat eaters and um, propaganda. Vegans. Yeah. Like they even <laughs> see veganism as a propaganda. Are you kidding me?
1: We have, we have nothing to gain other than animals not being tortured mm-hmm. and killed. So, like, right. well,
2: yeah, and, 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 you know, pe- people can call us biased for that. And that's fair enough. Like when, when someone says I'm biased, I'll agree. Yes, I have a bias, sure. but they do too. Like yeah. that's the thing. Everybody has a bias and, and they, um, they just don't like to admit that like Chris, Chris Kresser, for example, with his past experience that has, has, you know, jaded him a little bit in the whole plant-based world. And, and that yeah. in itself makes him biased because of his personal yeah. experience or, um, people who enjoy eating animal products that in itself gives them a bias. Hell, I like eating bacon. Therefore, I should be considered less biased than somebody who still eats it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. like eating it, but I don't eat it because, A, it's terrible for you. And, B, I don't want to cause unnecessary harm. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so uh, like, there are so many different ways to look at that. And everybody's got some source of bias, but you just have to try to look at the evidence objectively. And, and when I get people trying to debate me um, on, you know, whether it be <laughs> Instagram or whatever, like, I'll just ask them for sources. Like, and people can message me their sources. That's fine. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, but most of the time they don't. Because it is based on things they heard on in places like the you know Joe Rogan podcast,
0: right? So exactly. Matt, what do you, what do you say when someone says stop forcing the vegan propaganda on me? Because uh, we're
2: forcing it. <laughs> it's yeah, a like, science, right? Well, it, it depends what exactly kind of situation you're talking about. I, I tend to not. um uh, I try, tend to not. Start the conversation. I usually, uh, if somebody else, like a lot of people on my soccer team now, especially because of game changers, are wanting to try and they're asking me, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk to them all day about it. Um, <laughs> nice, but it's not like I, I went up to them first and was like telling my whole team to go vegan. I just <laughs> by example as the top scorer on my team. <laughs> so you know, um, right. I think that's better, uh, better activism in that sense. But mm-hmm. when it comes to to forcing beliefs or whatever, I, I believe wholeheartedly that. Um, people who eat animal products actually force their beliefs on vegans far more. I think that happens way more. I think vegans are far more discriminated against um, all the time. I know uh, people who have had issues at work because of it, and you know, very immature things going on with their coworkers. And uh, usually, people first thing they'll say is, "Oh, sorry, I'm I'm ordering whatever," as if I said anything, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> say anything. You know? um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I think there's a huge misconception there yeah,
1: yeah. It is. it's funny whether we judge them or not they still think yeah. we're judging them yeah, exactly. so it's like well is this, <laughs> you must have something on your conscience because i wasn't going to say and, anything cool.
2: and then thinking we're judging them is in itself judging us <laughs>
1: like, yeah it's uh, yeah, so. we're always at uh a loss i guess <laughs> they just don't want to uh admit that you know maybe we shouldn't be doing this harm to animals and not the best way to go about doing stuff if we don't have to it's unnecessary right yeah for sure
0: do you have any advices for listeners that really want to go 100 percent plant-based but they kind of feel too shy like especially when they're in the Mm -hmm. work environment or in school and they want to have more friends you know but they feel like Mm -hmm. they can't get more friends when they go plant-based
2: honestly it's like well, for starters, on the, on the friend uh, t- uh, topic, I would suggest to most people that they actually look for vegan or, or plant-based type events in their community, whether it be potlucks or maybe some animal rights stuff that goes on. You meet really great people that way. And you'll often, like I find a lot of the newbies um, end up going to those types of things. So you'll see people who are only maybe a few months into their journey and you guys can kind of learn together. I think that's right. really good. Um, as for dealing with other people, I mean, you, do, you don't need to, especially early on while you're still learning and you don't have all the facts and, and you know, arguments are just going to be exactly that. They're just going to be arguments. You don't have to be overly vocal about it. Just if you're having a, a you know, plant-based meal at school or whatever, just have it. And people might ask you about it and you can tell them what it is, but you don't need to right away try to convert everybody. It's, um, I think it's going to be a lot more effective if you a get more comfortable with it and then educate yourself more about what um you know the nutrition aspects the environmental the ethical um and uh yeah I, I just i don't know that um like i i've never had that from friends where i've really been uh say bullied I, i've heard of other people who've dealt with that which is really unfortunate so maybe i'm not the best person to ask about that just because i didn't have that personal right. experience my, my friends tended to be very supportive you know they'll throw the odd joke here or there but i'll throw it right back at them so See, just, but you're you know, confident right yeah, that's the key to yeah. to you gotta back. be confident yeah.
0: but if you're not but if you're shy you gotta work on your confidence i feel
2: mm-hmm. yeah and i think that comes with knowledge so that comes right. literally with educating yourself
0: yeah exactly totally
2: yeah. like you know say if someone wants to make a joke about you know vegans not being manly or whatever i'll say uh you know vegans have higher rates of testosterone or or now yeah, i'll just take, point them to the game changer let's see yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah now, now i'll just point them to the game changer scene and let them watch that i have it recorded on my phone so i can show people if i ever need
0: Oh wow! Ooh, wow <laughs> smart.
2: a little, little five minute scene <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah,
0: <exactly. laughs> so how how are the responses then from the people you show it
2: do you get oh it's of, like, hilarious and, like, it's, it's it, hilarious or? no no no, no. I, no i think it's hilarious like everyone just laughs people yeah. just laugh at it, <laughs> it it's super funny <laughs> the, the way that it was done was so well done um and, and and the funny thing is so people want to discredit it like you know joe and, and chris were doing on their podcast but they're doing a randomized controlled trial right now on that so they're actually doing a a proper study now and they'll publish it and once those results come out, I'd like to see them, uh, you know, try to debunk that as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who funded that one.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it, it gained so much traction. I'm you sure you wouldn't get uh, too much of an issue. Yeah. Right. I'm um, yeah. finding somebody. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, any exciting future plans? Yeah. Ahead? Yeah. Um, future plans. Well, I, uh, actually I just got asked to speak at the Penticton veg fest. So I might be coming there oh, uh, to speak. Um, Still just just working at the clinic. That's number one. I'm working on building a webpage right now, which is almost ready to launch. So that'll just be mostly some of the information I share. Um, If I was to write any, say, blog posts, they'd end up there. It's mostly like a hub for all my stuff. So whether it be podcasts, like once this podcast is up, I can have it on there. Um, uh, And, you know, just that kind of thing. Booking links and contact links. And and it's so pretty simple. Um, And then I actually just put in an um, application to speak at the uh, American Association of Naturopathic Physicians Conference, which is the largest um, naturopathic conference in North America, I believe. Where is um, it? So, so that'll be in July. So it's a, it's a big conference for my profession coming up in July. So yeah. I just um, put in the application. Not sure yet uh, if I'll end up being on there, but I think there's a decent chance. And if I do end up going on there, it'll be to talk about like the myths behind a plant-based diet, so right. things like iron, protein, that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Where will the conference be? Do you know yet?
2: Yeah, it'll be in Denver, Colorado. Oh, oh, okay, nice. nice. In yeah. the summer or winter? <laughs> yeah, <wait. laughs> July. July. It'll oh, be July. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> nice. That's good to know. Wow, you have a lot going on.
2: Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and actually, in in Vancouver, there's a zero waste uh, event coming up, the Zero Waste Vegan Market. Um, right. I'll be speaking at that too. So I don't, people oh. just keep asking me and I just keep saying, okay, so yeah, you need to get that
1: website <laughs> up so they can yeah. uh, follow. you. Right. Yeah. So how can the listeners find you? Like where's your practice and uh, um, best way to contact
2: you? So I'm practicing at Tanumi integrated health on commercial drive in Vancouver. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Matthew Nagra. So it's dr. Matthew Niagara. Um, same thing on Twitter, but I honestly don't use it very much. And then for Facebook, it's just Dr. Matthew Nagra, ND should be pretty easy to find. Um, And then I've got all my info there. So on my Instagram page, I've got the link in the bio there. And if you click on that, it'll take you to the booking website as well as um, past uh, podcasts or articles or whatever that I've written but that'll change once the website's up on right. the right. website link
0: well, yeah. yeah let us know the website
1: yeah. we'll put it up in the show yeah. notes yeah. and we'll have everything up there if anyone wants to contact you and needs Sounds some good. help yeah
0: right well thanks again for your time yeah, you're
1: thanks welcome for your time. thanks for having and me and the knowledge and <laughs> <laughs> and debating
2: about Joe yeah. Rogan it's exactly. one of the more aggressive uh, ones I've done <laughs> yeah sorry well, we get that's really good. passionate you to, well you need to
0: show people you know um, we just can be a bit aggressive too if we need to, you know. I mean, it's okay, yeah, and very inspiring. You know, we admire your work and we need Thank more you. people like you. And you know, it, you just you just both getting started here, I yeah, think. You, just you know, started. know. Yeah. You're gonna be like a rocket ship and gonna like
1: <laughs> to the moon, and yeah, back. exactly. Yeah.
0: But no, I, I see a lot of things happening in a great way, you know. Thank and you. We're so actually blessed to have you in vancouver you know we need more people like you everywhere in the world i agree yeah Definitely. Yeah. So keep up the great work and uh, we see you around. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Yeah. And we'll
2: do a game changer Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there guy. you go. So <laughs> I no, I, I want to see him. Uh, he, he said he would have James Wilkes, the, the main guy from the Game Changers, on his show. So I'm yeah. hoping he does that. We'll I want him to
1: have uh, McGreg- uh, Gregor on. There.
2: Michael McGregor, yeah. Gregor That'd on. That'd be there.
1: great. Because yeah. he, or Garth he's, Davis. Yeah, or Garth Davis because those guys, <laughs> yes. I think, would be a better fit to. Battle it out.
0: That poor Dr. Yeah. Khan, like he got like. Yeah, poor Dr. Up. <laughs> Khan,
1: I feel like was just in a corner and they were like two on one, pouncing yeah. on him. So. Yeah. Not
0: Redemption.
1: Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: let's It'll see what happen. happens. He'll yeah. Happen, make, All yeah. right. <laughs> well, have a great day and uh, yeah, take care.
1: Yeah, we'll
2: talk to yeah. you soon. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Ciao. Bye.